Welcome to the Every Believer a Witness podcast. This is Evan Finch, and I'm glad you have joined us today. I believe you will be blessed as Dennis shares what to do when a storm hits, part one. Listen and learn 10 reasons storms come into your life. And I believe with all my heart that this message, this series of messages that I'm going to be bringing you has just the potential to change your life and the lives of many people you know. So I want to encourage you right up front, forward this link, forward this podcast to your family and your friends, because many of them are in a storm today. And if they're not, they're going to be in a storm. And this can really be used of God to help them. And I just want to mention, we have a two-page outline that goes with this series of podcasts. And all you have to do is just uh, let us know you'd like to get them. We'll email it to you. And so you can drop us an email at info, I-N-F-O, at E-B-A-W, which stands, of course, for Every Believer Witness, dot O-R-G. The series of messages that I'm going to be bringing is taken from the Gospel of Mark in chapter 4. And if you grew up in church, it's kind of a familiar story to you. Maybe you've never heard it before. But either way, I believe we're going to look at some principles that will really enable you to move to another level of living in the Lord in the times that we're in right now. So I'm going to read. I'm reading from the ESV today. uh, And all the translations are very similar. But here's what it says, beginning in Mark chapter 4, verse 35. On that day, when evening came, he, Jesus, said to them, his disciples, let us go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, they took him along with them in the boat, just as he was, and other boats were with him. And there arose a fierce gale of wind, and the waves were breaking over the boat so much that the boat was already filling up. Jesus himself was in the stern asleep on the cushion, and they woke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? And he got up and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Hush, be still. And the wind died down, and it became perfectly calm. And he said to them, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? I love to always remind myself and everybody that's listening anytime we're in the Word of God to be expecting God. We know He's going to speak because this is His Word, but I really want God, whether I'm teaching or listening, I want God to, to change my life, to make me more like Jesus, to equip me more to be like Jesus. And so if you're riding down the road listening to this, don't close your eyes. But would you just voice a prayer with me? God, I know you're going to speak to me from your word today. Will you give me listening ears and an open heart to learn and apply what you're telling me today? In Jesus' name, amen. This passage, as I mentioned, is a very familiar passage if you grew up in church. Maybe you never heard it. But Jesus has begun his public ministry, and he's been healing people and teaching and uh, crowds are always gathering around him, and they're on the Sea of Galilee, and he says to his disciples, you know, let's get in the boat and go over to the other side. And as we go through this passage, I want to point out four principles, four truths about storms. And here's the first one that we're going to talk about today. Everyone goes through storms. Everyone goes through storms. Notice in verse 35, on that day when evening came, he said to them, plural, let us, plural, go over to the other side. Leaving the crowd, verse 36, they 
took him along with them in the boat. And so there wasn't just one person in the boat. It wasn't just one person in the storm. There were many people in this storm. And they're all different kind of storms. This happened to be a weather storm, which would not be uncommon on the Sea of Galilee, surrounded on three sides by high hills uh, and mountains. And so storms could come up quickly. And here are these experienced fishermen. They're used to being out on the lake. But this fierce storm comes up. And, but it wasn't just one person in the storm. That was, it was a group of people. And I had never noticed before until I began to teach on this passage. Notice at the end of verse 36, it says, and other boats were with him. So you see, if I'm in a storm, I'm tending to think, man, I'm the only one in this storm. But there are a lot of people in this storm. And when it wasn't just the group of the disciples that were in the boat, there were other boats. There were a lot of folks in the storm. As I mentioned, this is a weather storm, but there are all kinds of storms. There are weather storms. And, and storms come in all levels of intensity. Um, you know, in, in weather storms, there are Hurricane Katrina's, and it's when a tree limb falls on your house. Um, there are health storms. They're when you get a headache, when you have a heart attack. That's uh, when you get a cold or when you get cancer. Uh, today, when you get COVID, in, in varying degrees of that. There are job storms, when you don't get the promotion, and then when your company goes out of business and you lose your job. There are um, school storms, when you flunk a test, and when you fail a course, or even don't pass that grade. Um, there are relationship storms, when you and your boyfriend or girlfriend aren't getting along, or when your spouse tells you they want a divorce. There are financial storms. I mean, when you're just having a hard time paying your bills and, and then when you're facing bankruptcy or you're going to lose your home or you're going to be evicted. Uh, and, and the principle we're talking about is that storms are common to everyone. Everyone goes through storms. And I've identified at least 10 different reasons for storms. Now, Remember, they come upon everyone. Some storms come upon non-Christians, just non-Christians. Some, some storms, as we see, come upon uh, non-Christians and Christians. And some storms come because we're believers and they're particular storms for us. But here's the first reason. In the lives of unbelievers, sometimes storms come to get our attention. In the Old Testament, in 2 Kings chapter 5, there was a commander in the Syrian army. His name was Naaman, and he got leprosy. And somebody who had been captured in a war told him and got word to him, man, you can go down to Israel. They got a prophet down there, and he can heal you. So he goes down to see Elijah the prophet, and this leprosy came upon him. This storm he was in came upon him to get him to meet the living God. You know, sometimes God does that. Uh, I had a good friend for many years. In fact, he's still a friend. We just don't live close together anymore. Um, his name is Randy Parker. And Randy was chairman of the deacons in the church where I pastored in uh, Gwinnett County, Georgia. And we were good friends, Jane and I, with him and his wife. And I asked Randy one time to share his personal story of how he came to faith in Christ. And he shared about he had a very successful business, uh, an auto repair business. And he was doing extremely well, and they had really a nice home on a nice area of land, 
things were going great, so he wanted to open up another auto repair shop. And his wife cautioned him, said, don't do it, please don't do it. But Randy was determined to do it, and he did it, and they ended up going bankrupt. They lost this beautiful home they had. He basically lost most all of his possessions, his financial security, and then guess what? God got his attention, and he realized that he couldn't do all these things in the world and have success without Jesus Christ, and he ended up turning his life. Trusted Jesus Christ. He was saved, and he was radically changed. Sometimes storms come in the lives of unbelievers, and especially us men. We are, uh, you know, we're, we can tend to be very hard-headed, very stubborn. And sometimes God has to really rattle our cage really hard. But sometimes he does that in the lives of unbelievers to get our attention. Then some storms come on non-believers and believers. You know, storms are just a part of life. Jesus with his disciples one day and uh, his disciples asked him, said, Jesus, those folks that that tower fell on over in Shalom, were they more wicked than other folks? And he said, no, 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 no. That, that wasn't the case at all. You see, storms come to everyone. Believers and non-believers get colds. Believers and non-believers get COVID. Believers and non-believers get cancer. Believers and non-believers have car wrecks. Uh, there are storms that are just common because they're a part of life. We live in a fallen world and things happen in this world because of sin, then, and the Bible says rain falls on the just and on the unjust. But you know, there are other kind of storms that both non-believers and believers, we bring on ourselves. Uh, the principle is in Galatians 6, 7, and 8, where Paul said, don't be confused, we reap what we sow. And sometimes I make decisions, bad decisions. Sometimes I make wrong decisions. Sometimes I make carnal decisions. And when I do that, there are going to be consequences that are going to be experienced in my life. But you know, sometimes storms come because of someone else's sin. These are these are, can be especially painful. Think about in the Old Testament, David. David committed adultery. David committed murder. He had the woman's husband. He put the hit out on him through his army. He had him killed. And he ended up confessing, wrote chapters and Psalms, just calling upon God, you know, forgive me, and talking about the pain of his sin. And God forgave him. And even after that, God called him a man after his own heart. But guess what? Even though David confessed his sin was forgiven, the baby that he and Bathsheba had died. And then there was consequence after consequence after consequence in David's family among his children. In other words, when I sin, when you sin, when anyone sins, the fallout affects others. And sometimes we just get caught up in it. We're, it's not our fault. We just happen to get caught up in it. And then sometimes storms come from Satan. You know, Satan's come to kill and steal and destroy He's called the God of this world. He wants people to, to not know God. And then once they do come to know God, Peter said he's like a roaring lion going around seeking to devour whoever he can. So 
Some storms are for non-believers and believers, but then there's storms that are just particular to believers. One of them is a godly lifestyle. The Bible says everybody who lives godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And frankly, sometimes I think, well, if I'm not getting ridiculed or mocked or made fun of or excluded a little bit, am I really living a godly life? Because the Bible says godly living brings about persecution. Sometimes for believers, storms are the chastening of God. Hebrews says in Hebrews chapter 12 that if you don't, if you sin, if I sin and I don't experience chastening, then that would prove that I was not really a, a child of God. I'm really an illegitimate child. Uh, in fact, you know, that's one of the most great assurances of being uh, a child of God is that I can sin. Yes, I can sin, but I can't get away with it because God loves me too much. And if you're a follower of Jesus, God loves you too much. And sometimes that, that uh, chasing of God is, can be pretty painful. It can be a tough storm. Sometimes storms are for the glory of God. When the blind man, blind from birth, uh, was, was healed by Jesus, he'd been blind from birth, and Jesus said this was for the, the glory of God, that the works of God might be displayed in him. When Lazarus died, uh, Jesus told his disciples, this sickness is for the glory of God. That's what Jesus said. Sometimes, we're going to talk more about these next two. Sometimes storms come on us so it can be a testimony to others. And we'll look at this in more detail. And then sometimes storms come to test our faith. To really see if what we say we believe is what we really believe. I heard a preacher say one time, we live what we believe. All the rest is just religious talk. So let me kind of wrap up this first episode and, and just ask you, where are you today? Are you going through a storm in your life? Uh, someone you know going through a storm? Uh, I've heard it said, and you have, I'm sure, you're either coming out of a storm or you're in a storm, you're going into a storm. Greg Laurie shortens that. He just says, you're either in a storm or you're getting ready to go into a storm. And that's why I believe this series can be so powerful. But if you're in a storm today, would you just think about these reasons storms come in our lives? Um, that's what I always like to do. Whenever a storm hits God, uh, why is this storm happening? Now, we may never know, and oftentimes we don't know. But I know this. If it's coming because it's something I brought on myself, if it's coming because of sin in my life, and I just suspect that probably I go through more storms of my own making than any other. But if that's the case, I want to be sure I confess my sins so that I can be restored in fellowship and get out of this storm that I brought on myself. Don't miss the rest of these episodes. We're going to be talking about some very practical and personal things that will help you dramatically when you're in a storm. God bless. If these podcasts are a blessing and encouragement to you, would you pray about becoming a monthly partner with Every Believer a Witness? We want to increase the number of podcasts we do, as well as reach more and more believers. You can make your tax-deductible gift on our website. Thank you.